Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in Lineup Logic. This is the Sweet Spot podcast, and I'm going solo this week. This is Alex Remazowski at Donald Remington on Twitter. Coming at you for the Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio. Uh, it's crazy that this is already uh, already here. We've almost reached June. We've already got two majors down. Another major in two weeks. Season's flying. Kind of brutal. Kind of brutal for the people uh, covering it all. And I can only assume kind of brutal for the players out there. Some of these guys have been playing week in, week out. It's going to be something to think about. I think a lot of people are, it's been a lot of conversation about uh, how much is too much, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks in a row, playing competitive golf tournaments, Um, something to keep in mind. The tournament this week, the Memorial, it's a relatively stacked field for for a non-major for this time of year. Uh, coming off of Colonial last week, Kevin Na taking it down. My guy, Kevin Na. Some names up top for, for the field that we were looking at. You know, it didn't disappoint. Kevin Na, Tony Finau, C.T. Pan. That was who I was really pulling for coming down the stretch there. Brutal, brutal withdrawal from Paul Casey after day one. I think that took a lot of people by surprise. And there were some pretty low scores cashing some pretty decent amounts of money out there due to that, due to Louis Eustazen, due to Ricky Fowler missing the cut. There were a few other big missed cuts out there. Um, looking down this list real quick, he had... Zach Johnson, a lot of people may may or may not have expected that. He hasn't looked his best. Kevin Kisner, Ricky Kirodek of a barn rat. That was, uh, some people were high on him. Siwoo Kim, uh, but really those, those couple withdraws. Bryson missed the cut. Xander missed the cut. So we're left with an interesting weekend of... Uh, not a lot of guys and a lot of lesser-known names. My guy Ian Poulter making the cut and just doing absolutely nothing with it. 
So it was a rough week overall, but if you had five of six, even in the weekend, you might have, you might have been able to do okay, and I hope you did. Moving on to this week, Mirfield Golf Club, Jack's Course, Jack Nicholas Design, very famous course. It's an awesome course. You should go look at it if you have the chance. Google it. Check it out. It's become one of the harder courses on tour, which is good with this, this kind of big field. Another point that I've heard thrown out there quite a bit is recent years, pretty much, 2015, 16, 17, 18, if you look at the top of the leaderboard, you're not seeing big names, which is interesting because before that, 29 to 2014, 2009 to 2014, you got Tiger, Justin Rose, Steve Stricker, Tiger, Matt Kuchar, Hideki, all taking it down. And then 2015, 16, 17, 18, not so much. Of course, this was kind of the spark to the Bryson DeChambeau run we've seen over the past year, basically. Up until a couple months ago, he hasn't looked quite the same. I personally think it's only a matter of time until he comes back. We'll be seeing him up at top again. Whether it's this week or not remains to be seen. I would lean towards no, personally, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's a good field. The course is par 72, almost 7,400 yards, so it's pretty long, but with that said, I'm probably not going to be looking too much into distance. I, I Like I always say, distance is going to help. It always helps, but if you really dig into what has happened at this course, how it plays, what you need to do, is more of a get greens and regulation type course. You don't necessarily need to be bombing your drives off the tee. There's four par fives averaging under five, 550 yards, so you're going to be burning the par fives. And then the par four, threes and fours both play on average over par, which is interesting. Sometimes you see that with the threes and then the, the fours are right around even, but the par threes play very difficult. They're not overly long, but there's four of them. Um, getting some birdies on the par threes is definitely going to be, you know, something these guys are looking for, but par four scoring is going to be big. Hitting fairways is going to be pretty big. The rough is deep. However, the fairways are large, so it's not going to be too difficult to hit the fairways. But it's like in Augusta. It's I probably shouldn't necessarily be comparing it to Augusta, but if you look at these greens, they're, for the most part, they're pretty small. They're very fast, 13 on stem. And there's quadrants. There's sections of the greens that you're really going to need to hit in order to convert birdies. So your drives play into that with accuracy and really proximity on your approach. Um, A lot of the greens have false fronts, false backs, and there are a lot of sand-surrounded greens and water-surrounded greens. So if you're over overhitting a green by two yards it's gonna run off and you're probably gonna be in some trouble so 
guys who avoid the big numbers, guys who are gen- generally accurate and looking at some recent ball striking, recent proximity or approach, I think are all very important. If you look at the past two years, the leaders didn't necessarily hit every fairway. Uh, the one really commonality between the past two years, guys in the top 10, I could personally find is screens and regulation. Bryson DeChambeau had a, he basically won the tournament last year through scrambling and putting. So his, his driver was everywhere, but he was managing to hit greens and make putts. So we'll, we'll come back onto that as we go through these, through this field really quickly. Uh, weather-wise, not looking great. What's new? It's 2019. We've got a rain delay like every single week, seemingly. I don't think there were actually any delays last week. It was windy. It looked like it was playing difficult out there, but we're in Ohio now, so who knows? It looks like there could be some thunderstorms Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday looks okay. And the wind should be moderate. Through the weekend, Thursday is going to be the interesting day. So keep your eye on that. Who knows with some uh, morning-afternoon splits. Those have proved to be uh, something worth looking into, it, 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 to say the least, over the past month or so. So if you can look up tea times and there's going to be the end of the thunderstorms and just uh, windy craziness in the morning, play the guys in the afternoon, vice versa. Um, It's only Tuesday now, so that remains to be seen, but I don't usually give it too much thought. If I had all the time in the world, I would. Let's jump on into this field. Like I said, it's stacked. Start 10,000 plus on DraftKings. Rory Tiger, Rose Fowler, can't lie. Can't lie above 10000 And honestly, I think if there's one guy that deserves to be priced up there, it's probably him at this point. It's his, his recent play, his course history, pretty good overall. Rory has he's been very good this season, yet somehow continues to let me down. Uh, T21 at the Masters. Skip the week. T8 at Wells Fargo. T8 at PGA Championship. Didn't play last week. 11-5 is steep for Rory here. With that said, he hasn't done any worse than T15 in the past five years. So if you want to pay out for him, you can pay out for him. I will probably not be paying out for him because I like a lot of guys in that seven to 8,000 range. And I really think if you take some guys in the nines, and some sevens, you're not going to have to dip too low. I think you can make a pretty good lineup that way. Um, and the same kind of goes for Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, is, it's going to be your normal Tiger Woods decision here. He's won here five times. But like we always say, you could probably say that about 75% of the courses on tour. So for me right now, after seeing what he did at the Masters, and then following it up with a cut at the PGA Championship. I made the comparison to Augusta earlier. The course makes so much more sense for him. He did play here last year, finished T23. But that wasn't the same Tiger that we have right now, which is interesting. 
So, I mean, I like him. I, I definitely like him to make the cut. I would probably bet on him for a top 20. Winning it is another, a, a whole nother thing. And odds wise, it might say, uh, let me check his uh, betting odds. Yeah, 12 to 1. He was 11 to 1 with the Masters. Be interesting. Follow that. Look at the lines. See if that moves at all. But it's still so hard to really get uh, a full idea of what to expect from Tiger. I really think course knowledge like helps here. And seeing him at Augusta, I picture that play. I picture a, a top five or a win. Then you see PGA Championship, kind of a fatigued Tiger who can't get his way around the kind of ridiculously tough course and that kind of weakens my opinion but 11-2 I like it more than Rory at 11-5 the remaining three guys there Rose Fowler Cantlay Ricky 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 just killing me last week killed a lot of people but it's price 10-6 I do like it's interesting that he missed the cut at the memorial from 2014 to 2016. However, if you know me, you know he's going to end up in a percentage of my lineups. That remains to be seen, but something was off with him. He could not, he was just off the tee. He was just hitting into fairway bunkers. He, it was, it appeared that his off the tee game was struggling. With these wide fairways, for the most part, there are some holes that are tree-lined here. It's an interesting course that it really it really changes it up, but T2, T8 the past two years here, I think he's worth a shot in my opinion, especially if people are going to be scared off from last week. And then Cantlay, you could start your lines with him if you want. He's always interesting DFS-wise because he's just been so consistent lately, so I definitely like that. Um, starting down with either Fowler or Cantlay, I think is, is definitely, uh, something worth thinking about. Rose has been on and off all year. Past two starts, not so great. T58 last week at Colonial. And today announces that his caddy is, they're pretty much parting ways due to health issues with the caddy. Um, he was with him for ages. They had a period of time this year that he was also out, but then he came back for the Masters, I believe, and he missed the cut there. I honestly think this could be one of those situations where, hey, fire up Rose because people might be scared off of him because of this. But I'm okay with looking past Rose. I've been doing it lately. It's kind of been working out i just i dread seeing him up there on sunday and not having any piece of him but like i said it's kind of below this range below this 10k range where things start to get interesting i think there's a lot of guys to look at here and you can make a lineup in the eights and nines and and be confident uh so moving on down first guy jordan spieth got to talk about jordan spieth seems to be making a bit of a resurgence here 
just putting like there's no tomorrow, which is the Jordan Spieth we know. A lot of people are making the argument that Spieth is, uh, he's crap, tee to green. There's no way that he can maintain this degree of putting that he's had the past few weeks. But for me personally, not even numbers-based at all. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but if you watch Jordan Spieth over the last five years, he won with his ability to scramble and his ability to drain pots. And if you were listening during that course breakdown, what did Bryson DeChambeau win this tournament with last year? Scrambling and putting. I think this makes a ton of sense for Jordan Spieth. Yes, it scares me. It scares me to death. But 9,900, Jordan Spieth, I hope that his poor Sunday finish last week can keep people where they were, just skipping over him, get him at like 9% owned. I highly doubt that's going to happen at this price, but I think he's interesting. I truly, I am very intrigued, and I am going to have to... Throw some Jordan Spieth darts this week. Moving on down from there, I feel like I need to talk about every one of these guys. Tony Finau, as soon as you think he's not looking great, he comes back and almost wins last week. So Tony Finau's Tony Finau. If he's going to be hitting fairways, he's going to be in the mix. That's all I'll say about him. Kuchar. Matt Kuchar has great course history. He's had a fantastic year. It's like he can't finish lower than top 25 here uh i would imagine he's gonna be chalky he should be chalky i think he's a great play jason day he's a fade in my book he doesn't get along with the course he hasn't been playing great justin thomas withdrew from the pga due to his wrist injury the wrist injury had clearly been lingering but what i found was interesting was that he wasn't, he didn't put up any huge numbers. Like he finished T12 at the Masters and then four weeks later withdraws. So I don't know what happened in that time, in that period of time there, but he did okay at the Masters. So I'm expecting fully healthy Justin Thomas that people are going to be scared of. And 9,300, 9,300. He's finished T8, T4 here the past two years. So I don't know. I'm going to go back two years in time, and I'm going to play Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and hope they finish one too. Talking about a time machine here, the next two guys I am really looking at, Adam Scott. I'll leave it at Adam Scott. I like Adam Scott. He's been striking the ball like, he's had a good year ball striking and there's not much more to say about that. If he can drain some putts, his proximity numbers are good. So if he can get it near the hole and it's tough course. So what I like about that is his moderate putting and good ball striking is going to keep him right in it. And it can only kind of increase his ceiling if he starts draining some putts out there. Leishman, I'll continue to fade. Remains to be seen. You know, maybe I'll regret saying that, but for now, I'm going to look on past him. 
couple other notables here. Rory Sabatini has just been on fire. Uh, it, it, uh, it's improving now. It was uh, top top 30, top 25, top 25, top 25, top 25, top 25, top 20. And then we got a T10, T18, T5, T6, his last four outs. He didn't play the PGA Championship. He showed up as an alternate, didn't get in. So I guess he got a little time off there, went to Colonial, finished T6. I have said this now, I think, three or four weeks in a row. When do you stop playing him? When does he blow up? When does he miss a cut? It's tough to say, but 8300 is better than where he was priced last week. I know that. But it's definitely reflective of the field. So, hey, with with the names in this group, you might actually get some leverage by playing him. Kevin now withdrew, so you would have to... People always love Jason Kokrak, so I'm sure he'll be owned. Kisner has looked like junk his last two outings, but Bathpage didn't suit him. Colonial, I was surprised to see him do as poorly as he did, but I might have to follow the masses and take a little uh, Kevin Kisner break here. Two guys I expect to be chalky, Emiliano Grio and Kyle Stanley. Kyle Stanley is trending on upward and has fantastic course history. He's a very accurate player. He does not hit the ball very far, but he's interesting. If people start talking about Kyle Stanley, I no longer want to play Kyle Stanley. It's one of those guys for me. Moving on down to finish off this high portion of the sixes, Tyrrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, Keegan Bradley. Keegan, honestly, I probably won't even play him, but he stats out well. He's a ball striker. Um, trying to knock putting out of the equation here and really the par fours and the off the tee those are kind of the two that he uh, stats I'm looking at that he's kind of struggling in but as far as course history recent ball striking greens and regulation proximity looks like a fantastic option so something to think about there Sung Kang got a win a couple weeks ago followed that up at the PGA Championship finishing 7th think he's a player people hate him so he's never going to be high owned so Sung Kang at 7700 is interesting to me dropping on down I'm going to go down into the 7400 trio here that I am liking the look of Ben on Kevin Strailman Ben on I it's his putting that screws him up but his course history is kind of uh supports the fact that Putting isn't really necessarily what you need to be looking at here. You need you need to find your ball striker that can navigate his way around a tricky course and avoid the potential trouble of lots of sand and lots of water, hit strong approaches into greens, get them to stop, and not get yourself into trouble. And that's what I like him for. Kevin Streelman, completely different kind of golfer, but has fared well here has been playing pretty well for the most part. I think he just kind of needs to get over that hump and have a good weekend. He's always, you know, uh, just ahead of the cut. Little bit of a surge and then kind of fades away. Which, 
7,400 Kevin Streelman, I don't normally mind. You just need to have a solid five guys around him and you'll be happy. So I like those three options. And then the third here, uh, a little bit of a punt, Jason Duffner. I call it a punt, but I'm sure people are going to be thinking about him here. He won in 2017 at Memorial. And he's been playing well. You've, you've seen him. You've seen him out there a lot. He's getting a lot of coverage. And I just like Jason Duffner. He's a fun guy to watch, and I think he's got all the talent in the world. He just uh, needs to pull it all together like he did a few years back at the PGA Championship, which is why we still see him every single week. From there, very quickly, Ryan Moore, Aaron Wise, Peter Uline, all kind of lower seven punt options in my book. I'm off Johnny Vegas for now. Andrew Putnam had a good week. 7,300 Andrew Putnam had a good week last week. I believe I shouted him out. I did not listen to myself. I did not play him. Full disclosure there, but it's an interesting option. I wish he was kind of priced below 7,000. I think that would be interesting. Uh, Someone who I'm really looking at, 6,900. We'll get right into the punts here. Corey Connors, Harold Varner, staple of the pod, friend of the pod. Not really friend of the pod, but we love them on this pod, Harold Varner. Corey Connors and Harold Varner, both very good options, in my opinion, at their current prices. J.B. Holmes has been playing like crap, but man, he got off to a hot start of the season. It's like him and Johnny Vegas. Ah. Johnny Vegas, as soon as I start building up the confidence to put him in my lineups, he starts stinking it up. Here's a guy I haven't shouted out in uh, at least a year because he scares me to death. Danny Lee. Another guy trending upward has shown a slight ability to perform here. He's at least played here the past four years, but cut two of the years so uh interesting interesting option at 6900 jumping on down a little further deeper into these punts a couple highlighted names i got here max homa he won three weeks ago wells fargo he hits the ball a long way. That's what people know him for. He's like the, the, the next Keith Mitchell. We keep seeing these names win. Who knows? If he did it again, I mean, that would just be, that'd be awesome. But one way or another, his ball striking numbers, his proximity, his approach off the tee, fantastic numbers there. And yet his price remains pretty low. He hasn't played out here, so that could have a little something to do with it. But someone I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on. A price that is uh, pretty crazy to to see here. Sungjae M, 6,700. It's a guy people were enthralled with two weeks ago. He's had a rough month, but he's played a ton of golf. He's missed his last two cuts, so hey, he's gotten some time off. 
you know, he's going to win when people least expect it. And uh, Sunday M6700. Seems like it's worth a punt in my book. Uh, we see if there's any other names down here in need of being mentioned here. Anirban Lahiri, 6,600. I've rostered him a couple times this year and for the most part regretted it. He's got the course history, though. It's really all there is to say about him. Uh, beyond that, KH Lee, another guy keeps uh, drawing my attention. He really showed us what he could do earlier in the year. He's made his last four cuts, hasn't done much with it, but 6,400. That is... Uh, Super cheap. Uh, I had one more super punt down here. David Lingmurth. I'm embarrassed to even shout him out. That is another strictly course history call there. Uh, looking down just numbers-wise here. Down my most recent model. I got Max Homa up there. Uh, right up there. HV3. Lingmurth, KH Lee. Well... I pretty much touched on who I want to. Troy Merritt at 6,200 for the ultimate punt. Troy Merritt finishing. Never mind, he didn't finish seventh last week. He has gained seven strokes on the field in his last five outings. If you're looking for someone super cheap, Troy Merritt's down there. You really got names right till the end. It's a it's a limited field. I, I say limited, but it's around 120, so it's going to be similar to last week when we said that the cut-making percentage would be high and you were going to have to score high, and it turned out to be quite, quite, quite the opposite of that. So keep your eye on the news. Stay up to date. Hit us in the Slack chat. There's going to be you, – you got to keep your eyes out for withdrawals this time of year, especially with this new season. This new schedule, a lot of people playing a lot of weeks in a row, and it's definitely important to be thinking about if you haven't experienced the Thursday withdrawal yet, withdraw yet, it's a terrible feeling. So I want everyone to do anything they can to avoid that feeling because it sucks. So again, uh, Patreon.com slash lineup logic. Ten bucks a month to get everything. All the sports. Still got baseball going strong here. NBA finals. You got uh PGA pretty much year round. Uh NFL before you know it. We're always there. I'm at Donald Remington on Twitter. Mike Alexander at Roto underscore one on Twitter. Hit us up anytime. Any questions, patreon.com slash lineup logic. This is the memorial. We got two weeks left till the U.S. Open. So good luck for now. And as Mike would say, let the sports be with you.